What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Path Pod, and big welcome to Anishka. How are you today? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm real good. Did I say the name right? Yes, you did. You got it just right. But, you know, you can always call me Mistress Velvet. Mistress, okay, okay. That's that's uh, maybe I'll just I'll just say that throughout the whole show. Mistress Nishka, yeah. is that a name that a lot of people mispronounce? Actually, no. Mm. Funny enough, most people get it right, which surprises mm-hmm. me. It surprises me too because I'm somebody who actually butchers names right away from the jump. So I'm 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 proud of myself. Actually, I'm gonna give myself a round of applause today. You know, so. <clears throat> So what's going on with you today? What's uh how's it hanging in NYC? You know, it's um a rainy, gloomy day in New York, but um still a great day to be reigning supreme. <laughs> it is a great day to be reigning supreme, and you've been reigning supreme for a while throughout the Dom world, isn't that correct? Indeed. Indeed I have. Tell me a little bit about that. Like how how long ago did you get into it? Or have you always been the dominant one? I feel like as a person, I'm naturally very domineering. That's just my character. But um, my first BDSM experience was age 20. And mm. it lasted for a while. In fact, this is going to give away my age, but um, it's been 16 years. Okay. And my first sub is still on my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, wow. Shout out to that guy. So, yeah. You got to appreciate the, the real loyal subs the in your life. I don't know. At this point, I don't know if it's loyalty or addiction, but shout out to him either way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What does the word loyalty mean to you? Loyalty means respect, consideration, mm-hmm. integrity, honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, for my submissives, it also means servitude, dedication. I've probably said that already. It's many things. Loyalties are very. Yeah, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of attachments that can go to that word without a doubt. Um, in the in the world of being a sub to such a dominant one such as yourself, is there such thing as like? cheating on the one that you're uh, submissive to like is it like exclusive to whoever you're you're dumb myself because i take my bdsm relationships just as seriously as i would take any other relationship because it, it is a dating dynamic and in fact unless you're really striving for equality even in your vanilla relationship it is a you know a DS dynamic, um, mm-hmm. usually for you know many many people. So yes, I do take the connection seriously, and I do treat them like relationships. And you know, yeah, I love that. No, that's that's a, a great way to answer that. Honestly, um, what about like boundaries? What are, are there? Is there a lot of boundaries set when a, when you're a sub? I love that you've brought that up. Yes, definitely. And that starts from from the get-go, from your approach. So it's in the way you would even greet 
your dominance. That tells me a lot about a person, the way someone, you know, they're open and lying to me can pretty much tell me their age and their experience in this world, you know, so absolutely. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, age, I'm sure, could play a huge role because if you have a, a less mature member um, within, you know, your community of, of subs, you could probably tell that right off the bat. Yeah, yeah you, you can definitely be like, oh, you're, you're a baby still. You can teach it. Yeah. <laughs> some whipping, some spanking, maybe. <laughs> mm, you know, with consent. Only with consent. Right, right. I was over here sticking tape over my coffee cup before we went live so that, you know, there was no logo branding uh, difficulties with my palate. That's very, very smart of you. You must be a really business-minded woman. Well, I'm actually a filmmaker in my vanilla life, so I know a lot That's about amazing. these things. I screenwrite, and my biggest passion is production design, which is... It's kind of like set design, but for mm -hmm. movies and TV shows, but it goes deeper where, you know, you have to kind of look at the character of the script and design their whole environment, what kind of clothing they would wear, what kind of apartment they would look in, live in, you know, things like that. So. Right. Well, you could totally tell that you are into the aesthetics of everything when it comes to visuals, because even in your pictures that you put out, you could tell that everything was well thought There's out. So that, little things to look for. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so being a, a filmmaker, like what kind of films do you dive into? I really enjoy the kind of the UK street stuff so I back in London I worked on a lot of cult things I'm not going to name names for again you know brand um, purposes but there was a let's say there was a pretty I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna say what shows I worked on because I would hate for it's okay to start looking me up, you know, but yeah. Um, That's excellent. I UK see you got a big stuff is definitely kind of what I came up on. I love the accent. I, I actually wasn't sure what kind of accent you would have. So hearing that you have a more of a, a British accent, right? Yes, I absolutely do. Although I am Ukrainian. Okay. Shout out to the Ukraine. Shout out to Ukraine. Let's hope there's peace very, very soon. I know you're very proud of uh, being Ukrainian, and um, you can see it, you know, on all of your social platforms. You got the flag, the emoji flag on everything. Um, I know that we're probably not going to get too much into everything that's going on over there and everything, but I do love that you show so much support in everything that's going on in the world right now, what makes you want to be so like involved in worldly matter and, you know, showing people that you care about much more than just yourself? I actually have a crazy story that ties in because aged mm -hmm. 11, you know, we're looking at Ukrainian refugees now, but I was like in the first way, I was probably like one of the first Ukrainian refugees out of, you know, the Soviet Union. Wow. And 
I kind of got to grow up and witness the, the conflicts that the whole world is getting to, you know, see now. I kind of got to watch how they sparked up. And because I come from a very creative family who were creating Ukrainian art, they were very much penalized for that. And, you know, we had to, we had to relocate. So, yeah, aged 11, I had to travel alone from Ukraine to London, which was quite a journey in itself. So, yeah. We're quite spoiled in the U.S., aren't we? <sighs> hate to say it, definitely hate <laughs> to say it. I mean, we are in London too, but, you know, the last, the last few weeks, the last two months have been a huge reminder for me personally of where I come from and the things you know the stories that i am yet to tell especially right. my, you know my filmmaking career well i want to dive into that a little bit more um but first shall we do our first foot marshal sure you know, i only have one count <laughs> hey we make it work no matter what on the pop pod so hey. shout out to that yeah Thank you, everybody, for being on the podcast right now. If you are here live, make sure you do us all a favor and press the like button. If you have not subscribed yet to the podcast, do that right now. Remember, this podcast is also available on Apple, so you can listen on the go after the live recording. Also on Spotify, along with video, so you can watch it in two places on YouTube and on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those great places. I love the live interaction, too. I love to see the comments. I know Anishka would love to see the comments as well. I see that we have some in here so far. So just to motivate that, let's go ahead and shout out some of the people during this footmercial. We got Oil, the Dino Man. We got Hassan. We got Madiselli. Okay. <laughs> we got Elite Feet Street Premium. Shout out to you. We got I Love Feet YouTube <laughs> YT. We got Anthony. Cirillo, I probably said that wrong. I told you I butcher names. Logan Lee, shout out to all of you in the comments right now. We got Coverland Darkness, William Lewis. Like I said, drop those comments. We're here. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, being that you're from, or you are Ukrainian and you came from London and you moved to NYC at what age? At, at a tender age, right? No, not at all a tender age. I actually came here um, in my late 20s. Mm. The end of my 20s, I came here to catch some dreams with, you know, my filmmaking. Um, I feel like NYC is a good place to, to be in filmmaking. It's an amazing place to be in filmmaking, definitely. So, Have you um, ever thought of Hollywood or Los Angeles? Definitely, definitely. Eventually, that's going to happen, but just not yet. I still have some things to do here. I absolutely oh, yeah. love New York, so you know. I see you got a lot of books next to you right now as well. I'm a big reader. I'm a big reader and I'm a big writer. And I like to research what I do, so yeah. It seems like you're... You know, untangling communication and sex kink and relationships and things like that. I'm very much into. 
I love it. It seems like you're a, a very deep person and you do a lot of research. I noticed that you even researched the podcast before you came on here and dove into some comments, dove into some episodes. So thank you for that. But that leads me to want to ask, do you feel like sometimes that being such a deep person that you are misunderstood? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially because, you know, as much as I present my feet and I love the foot fetish scene and community, I am a dom. I'm not just a foot model. So people don't understand the difference a lot of the time. What what would the difference between the two be to you? Well, see, foot fetish in itself is a very broad umbrella. And most people don't really understand the fact that it still comes under the BDSM umbrella on top of it. So the, you know, the BD is actually where foot fetish sits because it's a... Is still a domineering fetish. Although some people may say, you know, they're not submissive, but you still have to lower yourself before a woman in order to appreciate her mm-hmm. feet. And essentially right. that is a very submissive and respectful, you know, you have to drop your ego and you have to bow down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I fit in. So it's a little that. more than just, you know, being into my feet, I like you to work for my feet, I like you to serve me, I like you to appreciate me and appreciate the care that I put into myself and my feet and so on and so forth. As they should, as they should. No, that makes so much sense because if you're into foot modeling, then you would just take pictures and post pictures on whatever platforms. But if you're into being dominant, then you would expect more of the treatment now that that totally makes sense and yeah so you have to you know a lot of foot models in the community are actually dominant so i definitely would advise guys to pay attention to the tone of the content Mm -hmm. and that way you know if you can see that somebody is about things like humiliation and you know things of that nature then they may not necessarily be somebody that's just going to be twinkling their toes for you on camera, you know? It seems like it's really a lifestyle more than anything, would you say? Yes, it definitely is. I definitely class myself as more of a lifestyle big letter because just because of the way my life is now set up, you know, I have some of my foot guys who come and clean my house. They come and do my dishes. They'll go and drop off my laundry. You know, they are actively serving. They help me with content. Um, so yeah. Very much so the, to like be, my, my sub literally brought me this flowers right before. Is that right? Yeah. Right before this. Cause he knew I was nervous and you know, that's definitely more than just somebody that you know that likes my content there is depth to the connection so there's much more to just sexual satisfaction and things of that sort when it comes to being a sub to a woman like you 
absolutely in fact i feel like sexual satisfaction comes last it's more about satisfying me and catering to my needs and learning about women you know like the subs learning about women which they can then apply to their dating life and so on and so forth um a lot of people come to me for you know for guidance and making better choices whether it means eating clean or yeah things like that there's just so much more to it than just you know sexualizing my feet or sexualizing who i am yeah no that's incredibly interesting because i think that in a lot of different scenarios, people do get it mixed up on how to properly be a sub or to properly be dominant. Um, do you feel like there's ever opportunities where you can maybe mentor others in, in that ballpark? I actually do mentor people. They, people I can name off the top of my head whom I've mentored would be People like Latina Marina, um, Goddess Saint in the Bronx. I actually shout to Goddess Saint because she she took the knowledge that I gave her and she turned it into an art form. So now she's, you know, making floggers and she also has lifestyle subs who, you know, attend to her. And, yeah, it's really awesome to kind of plant that seed and see what somebody can do with it in in the fetish community right is there is there other things that you might be like a a great mentor in in life you feel (laughs) possibly you never know (laughs) you never know that's a good question i'm sure there is because it seems like you you care about others and you know how they feel I definitely do, but that part, that's what gets me in trouble. So I'm trying to tone that part of me down. That's the Pisces in me. (laughs) You know, I I feel like the people who do care about the way other people feel, those are the people that, you know, really win in life. But also it could be the people that get took advantage of the most. So it's it's a tricky, tricky ball game, no doubt. Yeah. Something that something that I would have to um, you know, do the red light on. Uh <laughs> speaking of red light, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about that, um, if you don't mind. Sure. The the light system. Oh, my traffic light system? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so during scenes I offer the suburb traffic light system where you know well normal play that's you know green light that's consent, but amber is for you know, if he's feeling a little bit uncomfortable and then red is like, stop, okay, I'm freaking out. This means they're either too nervous or it means that they may be, you know, getting to their pain threshold, you know, to their pain limit. So, yeah. That's awesome. I like that. And like during during the the scenes and what have you, is there... Is there certain words that your subs must use? Um, not really. The only the, there's a 
there's a big no with me. I I'm very big on ethics, so I don't like using the S word, like the S L A V E word, and it actually comes up very often, and I feel like it's very triggering and inconsiderate towards mm-hmm. you know members of our community. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I stick to submissive, and when someone comes to me using the other S word, that's something I, you know, train out of them very quickly. And that ties back into boundaries right there. Those are your boundaries and your guidelines. I hear you on that. No, I mean, it's very important. And I do know that there is a lot of different types of uh, kinks and what have you in the world. And sometimes some people, you know, they want to go down the road where they are called that word that you just mentioned I don't know if you're familiar with the rapper Mano at all. Are you? Yeah. So I actually, I saw that conversation the other day about what he was saying. And then he kind of, didn't he go back on, on it and say he, he was joking? I don't think he was joking. I think he, I was, think he was joking. But um, I've had those requests in the past and I feel like it's a... You know, a lot of fetishes stem from trauma and there are certain traumas that should not be fed and it's our responsibility as providers because as doms we are providers. We have to be very conscious of what we do and what we don't provide and there are so many times where people might approach you for a BDSM session or scene or you know consultation video call custom whatever it may be but it's they may not necessarily need that they they probably need a therapy session they probably need love and not somebody that caters to you know that particular kink no that's very interesting to hear because you're right it's got to be because of some kind of trauma and I believe that the studies do show that it is always most of the time from past experiences that maybe they enjoyed or they didn't enjoy. And if they didn't enjoy it, they want to relive it so that they can feel like they have some kind of power or what have you in that kind of scenario. So, yeah, no, it's truly interesting. Trauma Um, is very much linked to our sexuality. So almost like, yeah, like the way the way our nerves even work with, you know, things like pain and when we witness something traumatic, the the emotion that our body goes through is very similar to arousal and I feel like somewhere along you know, on that platform people's perception of their, you know, turn ons get gets mixed up for real. Yeah, 100%. It's got to be. Has anybody ever told you that the the accent that you have is <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it is, but the, the British ASMR vibes? <laughs> yeah, is there's something about the accent. And I think a lot of people could could relate to this, that the British accent is just something about it that is awesome. And I spoke about this on one of my podcasts. It's the reason why I think I enjoyed the Bridgerton series on Netflix. <laughs> because of the accent. 
I think yeah, so. That's definitely one of the positive things I got to take away from my immigrant experience. Right. <laughs> I feel you on that. Well, how about a, a foot commercial and then we'll, we'll come right back. Another one? Let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Once again, everybody, smash the like button if you are here live. If you are not, still go to YouTube and press the like button. If you're on Spotify, leave that review. Apple, leave that review. If you want to sponsor this podcast, holler at me. My email is in my all my links on IG and on Twitter. My ads are right here on the screen. If you can't see the screen, it's plenty of feet pod. My personal is Daddy Goods. I got all of Anushka's socials right here as well. We got Twitter, it's Anushka Velvet. IG is Anushka.Velvet. And that's A-N-U-S-H-K-A-V-E-L-V-E-T. And OMG Anushka, she has two. Because IG likes to hate on the... Yeah, pick on people. They like to pick on people. But I think there's going to be a shift in all of the social medias coming soon because you got people like Elon Musk buying Twitter and what have you. So you think think he's going to let us rock? I think so. Yeah, because he believes in free speech and he talks about it a lot and he doesn't like how political all the social platforms have gotten. And he's been very open about it. So I believe that he's definitely going to let the people rock and do whatever it is that they do. So, you know, with waves like that in the social media arena, it's got to carry over to the others at some point, because if everybody starts going to Twitter, you better believe that IG, TikTok, all these other platforms are going to start following suit and using the same guidelines that the more popular social media is using, you know? Yeah. And I feel like Elon will definitely make Twitter pop off just that little bit more in that sense, you know, as a brand. He totally will. He totally will. I believe it. And, you know, we just got to see it now. Um, But other than that, Anishka, is there anything that you would like to get off your chest before we end the podcast today? I wouldn't say get off my chest. I would say I've <laughs> I've said most of my pieces for the most part. I would like to shout out shout out geez. Shout out to Yero because she mentored me coming into this community. Shout out to Yero. Um and yeah, all my people that come from the school of Tierra like BK Tickler, shout out Saint, and yeah, I love y'all, man. I appreciate this community. It's been a very healing, healing space for me, so yes. Before we fully um, get off, could, could we touch on that a little bit, on how it's been a healing space for you? That's a good one. Um... So part of my story, this is where we're going to get deep, just that 
little bit um, okay. deeper. I am actually a DV survivor. Mm. Um, and being able to get to know men in a space where they're not abusive, where they are willing to listen, where they're willing to cater to me has, you know, allowed me to look at the world in a, in a better light than I used to. So, yeah. That's amazing right there. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It surely means a lot to me and I, I'm sure that it means a lot to others as well that you came on and spent some time with us. I know that you're a very, very busy, dominant woman. So we're going to allow you. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was an honor to have you on here and, um, you know, hopefully we could do it again in the upcoming shows to come. I would love to come back. Amazing. All right. Well, how about this? We will foot our ways on out of here. Thank you everybody for tuning in and before we completely get off, Anishka, don't go nowhere. Let's get it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We got Anishka Velvet. Fire, fire, individual, personality, foot model, filmmaker. All that stuff. Dom. Lifestyle Dom. Holler at her if you're you're looking for that in your life. I'm sure she can figure something out for you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Smash that like button, and we are out.